You're listening to the Candid Conversations podcast, where we share with you the adventures of small business, the community, and folks in communications. Every three weeks, we share a behind-the-scenes look of what it's like to be an entrepreneur, and we chat with other small business owners and communication specialists about the realities of this line of work. We are your hosts, Chief Technology Officer Dan Nicholson and Chief Communications Officer Sagan Morrow. Candid Conversations is proudly presented by Juxta Communications. This is episode number eight. Thanks to the Gas Station Arts Center for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to episode eight of the Candid Conversations podcast. I'm your co-host, Dan Nicholson. With me, as always, Sagan Morrow. Hello there. Uh, so who are we talking to today? So today we are talking with Elizabeth of ByElizabethHope.com. She is going to tell us all about her artist business. But before we get to that, as always, Dan and I want to share with you a little bit about what we've been doing to further our own business, Juxta Communications, over the past few weeks. August was a tricky month for us. It was. Uh, to be fair, we can say that we hadn't put a lot of time into it, uh, but that's not actually the case if you kind of look at it. Uh, for one, we picked up a, a contract that Sagan actually has been working on most of the time. Yeah, so most of my time has been doing actual client work, which has been awesome. I mean, that's that's kind of where you want the business to go, right? You don't want it to be just all inside the business. You want it to actually be doing client work. So that's been fantastic. I've actually been working with a client. I've been doing a lot of copywriting this past month. Um, but at the same time, that also means that I haven't been doing a huge amount for Juxta Communications in general. And Dan, for you as well, you've had a lot of other things going on, so... Such is life, you know? Like, <sighs> yes. uh, So doing the full-time job right now, uh, it is, you know, for those who know me, work at the Blue Bombers, we are dead middle of our season right now, and things are busy. <laughs> things are absolutely busy. So trying to find the time to do Juxta work on the side... Um, has been insanely difficult. So one night I actually spent an entire evening to work on the website and then for some reason something had broke or didn't work and I couldn't figure out what the issue was and it turns out I think it was something to do with the theme and the theme just couldn't work with the WordPress. Uh, for some reason people would log in, you can see our front page, but if you weren't there it was an old old view. It was a whole thing. It was a whole thing. So every so everyone who is looking at our website could not see this beautiful website that Dan had put together. And for us, this was, I mean, obviously, this is a very big problem. But it was a really interesting conversation, I think, that Dan and I had because we were looking at this and Dan had put already quite a few hours into working on this website. He couldn't get the theme to work. And we were talking about it and we had already paid for this theme, you know, I don't know, 60 bucks or 70 bucks or whatever it was. And I, I was looking at it and I said, okay, well, Dan, how long, how much, how many more hours is it going to take you to do this? And we were really looking at it and we realized that it made a lot of more sense for us to just go ahead and buy another theme or use a free theme rather than spend a huge amount more hours working with it. And I think that's really important when you are working on your own business to look at that and sort of see, you know, if you have invested in your business, if you spent money on something, but it's not working out, it's okay to spend your money on something else or to pivot and change how you are doing things and rework it 
And it's okay to decide that maybe that wasn't the best investment that we could have had, but to actually save yourself the extra time by putting more money into it, right? Like that's really important to do that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely take a look at, uh, you know, for me it was, you know, how long is this thing going to take to incorporate into the website? Something I've never done before with this specific theme. And I couldn't come up with an answer. I actually had no idea how many hours it was going to take, but mm-hmm. I knew it was going to take me at least another evening, if not two, uh, maybe even more than that. So to revise and talk to Sagan about that, uh, to bring it back and say, you know what, I'm not going to use that theme because it's a pain in the ass. So therefore, let's look at something different. You know, if I go with a th- free theme, at least I can hack it in a way and I'm not putting in the money. So that was that was pretty neat. Uh, we got our business cards in. Yes, and we will definitely put them on the show notes for this particular episode, candidpodcast.ca slash EP8. If you want to check out our business cards, they are beautiful. Dan did an amazing job of designing them, so you should definitely check them out on our show notes. Yeah, and I think in episode seven, we did talk about ordering them, so now they're here. We've been giving them out, and they are actually really nice. I'm very surprised. Mm -hmm. Uh, I shouldn't say surprised. I'm very (laughs) impressed with the the quality of them. Yeah, we got them from Vistaprint, and they're, they're really fantastic. I think now we have this whole issue of, you know, Dan is much better than I am at going out there and like putting ourselves out there I have done so much of my marketing online for a really long amount of time so for me going out and just like handing business cards to people is something that I struggle with so I think that that'll be kind of an interesting step for us to really move forward with marketing our business really well and if you want to learn more about our whole experience with marketing our business and the challenges that we're facing and how we are progressing with that kind of thing, you can definitely check out our case study, candidpodcast.ca slash case study. We're sharing everything that we're doing with promoting our business. Now, is case study all one word or is there a dash in there? All one word. Case study. Yeah. Candidpodcast.ca slash case study. There you go. Um, And we only have a few seconds left, but I just also wanted to bring up the fact that we'll be meeting with our lawyer, in yeah. the next, uh, next week or so, I believe, to finally become fully incorporated. And then we're dissolving coffeepoweredanalytics slash sagandmorrow.com. Yes, and we are so excited about this because right now it feels like there's a lot of, everything's kind of in limbo right now with our separate businesses where we're kind of like, okay, you know, we're kind of separate, but at the same time, everything is still together and it's just going to be really nice when we don't have to worry about our separate businesses and it's just all amalgamated completely i am very much looking forward to that so stay tuned we only have a few more episodes left in candid podcasts uh first season we have we have 10 episodes scheduled we're on number eight uh having said that i think now's a good time to introduce elizabeth and this is her candid conversation So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, yeah, um, my name is Elizabeth and I am an artist. Um, I actually love saying that. It feels really great now. Um, I do a lot of pen work and abstracts with acrylic. Um, I do oil paintings. Um, right now I do a lot of original work, but my main focus is um, commissions And then I also do some editing work um, for authors um, and some VA work on the side. Nice. 
I just want to say that we can actually hear you now, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very exciting. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's actually really cool. So why did you start your own business? I Every time I think about that, I come up with like a different answer. It feels so complicated, but it other like on the other hand, it's not. Um, so back in 2000 and I think 16, the beginning of 2016, I had actually read Sagan's book. Um, about, you know, starting your own freelance business for like writing and editing. Um, it was part of her like book launch team. Um, I, you know, never pass up a chance for a free book. (laughs) So I read that and I mean, it was just like a combination of that. And then I had had some pretty big, um, life changes in the past couple of years. I was feeling stuck in my job. Um, and I just, loved, I love the idea of the freedom that I could have, um, running my own business, being able to travel when I want, actually do something that I loved to do. Um, life is, it's too short to do something you don't like to do, but at the same time, it's also too long to be doing something you don't like to do. Um, so I took the leap, um, that summer. That's fantastic. So when you first decided to take the leap, you were starting out primarily doing editing work. Is that correct? Right. It's been kind of interesting. I mean, like I have loved being able to follow along with your whole journey, starting your business and everything. It's been so awesome. So how has it been for you, like now focusing primarily on artwork type of things? What has that transition sort of been like for you? Um, Actually, it was a lot easier, I think, making the transition than I thought it might be at first. Um, I started out freelance editing just because I was still, like, there's still a part of me that was going towards the more, like, acceptable job to have. You know, people have certain expectations of you um, and what, like, a real job is, and editing still, like, seemed, you know, closer to the acceptable end of the spectrum. Um But when I decided to, you know, switch to art and just say, you know, I'm going to do whatever I love doing, whether or not other people think it's acceptable, um, all the business admin type stuff that I had learned from starting the editing business really helped um, my art business so that when I started that, it just, I mean, the transition was so easy for me um, just based on what I'd already learned. And now I, I know I love it a lot more than the editing. I mean, that sounds bad to say. I still love editing, but it's something that I am, you know, happy to wake up and do every single day. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that this is such an important thing too, right? When you're starting your own business, like if you try to experiment with things and sometimes we realize as we're going along that the thing that we thought we really wanted to do isn't actually what we wanted to do after all. And that's okay. And it's so important to just experiment and try things. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, going off script, I'm really curious, what was your role, and uh, you talked about your day job, um, what was your day job beforehand before you decided you want to start your own business? Um, I worked at a company called Reynolds & Reynolds. Um, they basically, like short answer, make computer software for car dealerships. Um, and that was just the job I had found. I was like a, an admin, basically. So it was just, you know, an easy job. I didn't have to understand a whole lot about cars or computers, (laughs) which is great. Um, (laughs) 
but it was just a kind of a, you know, an admin job where I was just helping the company or the, you know, the department I was in to run more smoothly. Right. Um, and it wasn't bad. I, I mean, I loved working with the people that I got to work with. It was a great experience, but just that nine to five, like every day in this little cube, you know, nothing really changed. It was just really draining in a, a, a way I didn't expect, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So what does a typical day look to you as an artist, uh, I guess, today and an editor beforehand? Um, with the editing, I had done a lot more um, networking, I guess, on a day-to-day basis just because I was so new to it. Um, but then now that I've switched over to doing mostly art, um, a typical day, I like to start off really slowly in the mornings. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, I, you know, I get like catch up on just some basic admin work, maybe p- do a couple Instagram posts or whatever, answer a couple emails if I need to. But then I spend most of the afternoon um, and then evening either working on my original art or on commissions. Um, and it just, you know, it depends on like what's coming up. Um, towards the end of the month, I'm always, you know, working on my prints for my Rebel Hope series. Um, then like the beginning, the middle of the month, I get to work more on just, you know, whatever I feel like working on or if I have any commissions lined up. So a typical day just really depends on what's on my schedule, but it always starts out really slow and I'm always up super late. (laughs) I tend to work a lot better in the middle of the night, it seems. Hey, it's all about when you can find the time when those ideas come up. Yes. And also figuring out what time works for you, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of Rebel Hope, can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I love this project. I think it is so cool. So you can, can you just tell us like why you decide to do it and what it's all about? Yeah. Um, okay. So back in November, as everyone knows, we had an election in America. <laughs> um, and just based on the way the administration in this country has changed over, you know, the past half a year or so, um, I just, I felt like I needed to find a way that I could actively help in whatever way that was. Um, I just, I watched the Women's March back in January and I knew that there was something that I needed to do. Um, and from then, I mean, everything happened really quickly. Like I think the women's March was on the 21st or something of January. And I came up with the idea for this rebel hope project like that day and had to implement it all within the next week. Um, basically I have picked, um, like a different organization or charity for each month this year that is going to be negatively affected in my opinion by the current administration. Um, And each month I draw a different pen drawing um, that somehow relates to that organization. And then I sell that as prints. And then a portion of the proceeds from those prints will go to that organization. So like February was Black History Month. um, So I drew a picture for the National Black Child Development Institute. So proceeds went to them. I've done stuff for Bring Change to Mind during uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. 
I raised money for the United State of Women during the Women's History Month. You know, it's just things like that, things that, you know, people need a lot of encouragement and support, I think, this year especially. Nice. Well, it's so good, too, when we want to make a change in the world or, you know, there's things like this that are going on and we just want to be a part of it. I mean, it's so good to find ways like that to creatively express yourself. And even with, I think, with this podcast, with Candid Conversations, we were kind of looking at it and we wanted to make sure that this is an intersectional feminist podcast. You know, like we can kind of use this as a platform to to talk to super awesome people who are doing great things like this. So yeah, I think that that's just so good that you figured out a way to use your art as that sort of piece. Yeah, thanks. I, I'm always, or I've always wanted to do something that I love doing. Um, It just makes sense to me to do that because I, you know, you want to be happy. So why not, you know, find a way to make that happen. Um, But at the same time, like I know that I have, I have these things I want to do and I have these, you know, talents I've been given, I've been blessed with. And I know I've just known for a really long time that I want to be able to use that to help people because really I, I think that's a lot of what life is about is just connecting with other people and helping them. Um, I think it just makes life a whole lot better for everyone involved really. Yeah, absolutely. So, so as an artist and especially with this rebel hope cause uh, and a small business owner, has there been any challenges that you've come up against that you had to kind of overcome? Um, I think my biggest challenge with this whole thing has just been really the the business side of things. Um, I love, you know, the art, but then it's like the making myself sit down and be like, okay, yes, you can, you know, paint all these pictures, draw, whatever. But in order for this to work, in order for this to go anywhere or to reach anyone, like there's a certain amount of admin work that has to be done. I have to, you know, figure out the best way to market myself um, and just stay on top of all those like day-to-day admin tasks that really do add up. I was listening to your guys' podcast the other day, actually, and I think you had mentioned um, that you had told Sagan to just manage you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sometimes I definitely still feel like that. Like that is one thing that I miss from time to time, just having someone be like, okay, Elizabeth, this is what you need to do next. And this is your deadline. Yeah. And you know, these are the steps you need to take. Um, I would love sometimes for someone to just come along and manage me. (laughs) But when you're a small business owner, especially me right now, it's just me. So I have to manage myself and it's, (laughs) it's not bad, but it's not always easy. (laughs) The grind is real. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Sagan. Yes, Dan? Do you like board games? I love board games. Did you know that the Gas Station Arts Center is selling their board game Villageopoly right now as a part of their capital campaign? I did not, but that sounds kind of like Monopoly placed in Osborne Village. It sure is. Oh my god, I need that in my life. It's pretty much all the businesses in the village that you know and love (gasps) in board game form. What? Yep. It's $50. Again, it's going towards the capital campaign. Uh, They're trying to raise funds to revitalize the existing theater. I love that. So I can play board games while also supporting arts in Winnipeg. That's the best thing ever. Where can I get this? You can get it at candidpodcast.ca slash gsac, G-S-A-C, or go to the gas station arts center, gsac.ca. 
Perfect. Thanks, Dan. Okay, so those are some of the challenges that you sort of found. Now, I'm kind of curious, like, what do you enjoy the most about both being a business owner and also about your particular work as an artist? Um, as a business owner, the part that I enjoy the most, I think, is the freedom and flexibility I have. Um, I can, you know, work at my own pace, my own schedule, which is great, I think, for me because I don't necessarily get bored easily, but I have a lot of different interests. Um, so, you know, one day I can spend all day working on my art, but then the next day, if like, I also write, um, not as anything, you know, professional, but I do love writing. So the next day, if I, you know, have this idea that I just want to get out on paper, I can go ahead and work on that. And I don't have to worry, you know, about my schedule being messed up or whatever, because I can set my own um, set my own hours and my own deadlines to some extent. And then I also do a lot of work with, um, a local high school, um, with their theater department. So when theater season rolls around, you know, being my own boss, being self-employed allows me to schedule my hours so that I can, you know, get my work done, but then also give enough time to the theater production, which is great. Um, I think my favorite part about being an artist specifically, um, aside from the fact that I just love art, I love creating, it helps me process my emotions and feelings um, in a way that I think is very healthy for my mental state. Um, But then I also like working uh, with other people, with clients, and clients makes it sound so, I don't know, clinical. I want to find a better word for it, but people that buy my art, I love making that connection because if I've painted something that has an emotional connection for me and they also relate to it in a certain way, like I just love that um, connection between, you know, an artist and then the people that buy their art. Yeah, well, and it's interesting you should mention that because, I mean, like I know for myself, every time I wear that shirt that you that you design, like that has your artwork on it, and I'll post, we'll post a link to it um, at candidpodcast.ca slash EP8. Um, but every time I wear that shirt, like it's this beautiful, for those of you listening and haven't actually seen it yet, it's this beautiful outline of like Princess Leia's head with these different women's eyes on it. And whenever I wear it, I just feel like so empowered. And I think it's so interesting, yeah, how you can, there, there is just that sort of connection, right? And like being able to actually have an impact on a person every time they look at your artwork or, or where your artwork in this case is really fantastic. And you have no idea literally how excited I get (laughs) every time I see you wear that shirt. (laughs) It means so much to me. So thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. I'm glad. Um, you, you mentioned that you wish that someone could manage you, but you also really enjoy the, the aspect of, uh, having the time and the flexibility, or I guess the flexibility to set your own time and schedule. Um, how are the hours for you? I mean, doing, uh, doing artwork, I imagine takes a fair bit of time in a day, uh, as well as all your admin stuff. So do you keep flexible? Like, you know, you wake up, you're saying you worked more in the nighttime, but is it super long days for you or is it really, you know, you, you kind of work 
each evening kind of thing and then you kind of take some time off and then go back into it is like is, is that is that how flexible it is or um yeah it's definitely there's a lot of um flexibility just from day to day so yeah you're like like you said some days i could work you know 10 12 however many hours um i get if i get really into a project or if i you know have a lot that needs done that day or it just also depends on where my head at or where my head is at mentally um some days i'm just you know in a funk and nothing i don't feel creative nothing's inspiring me i don't have any new ideas like those days i just don't do much <laughs> um i found especially with my abstract work it doesn't work if i force myself um so yeah, there are some days where I could, you know, be working from the minute I wake up till when I go to bed. And then other days, I'm lucky if I get, you know, a couple hours in. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just nice to put it out there, you know. Yeah. And it is so important to like take that time and to really check in with yourself and listen to yourself. And if you aren't feeling particularly creative or just in the mood to work to be kind to yourself and let yourself take breaks, right? Because right. it's so easy when we work from home to just constantly work 24-7. It's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting, too, what you had said before about, like, the amount of time that you spend doing, that you've spent on sort of, like, marketing or admin stuff and that kind of thing as well. Because so often when I, th- I feel like when we start our own businesses, so often we think that we will be spending the majority of our time working on the actual projects itself, right? Working on creating our art or editing projects or writing projects or whatever it happens to be. Whereas, especially in the beginning, so much of it does tend to be about marketing or administrative pieces. Like we spend so much of our time, such a high percentage of it, really working on those behind the scenes items that people don't actually see. Absolutely. Yeah. So... What kind of advice and helpful tips do you have for other people who are thinking of getting into your line of work in terms of either editing or um, doing the artwork as well? Um, Most of my advice right now probably would focus on the art business just because that's where I spend the majority of my time. Um, I think in general with freelance work, the the more prepared you can be um, before you put yourself out there, the better. Um, I know, you know, reading Sagan's book and working through her class, I had a lot of knowledge of like, you know, the basics of how to run your own business before I actually, you know, launched my website and got started. So that was really helpful. Um, At the same time, you know, if you just prepare forever, you're never going to be ready and you never, you know, put yourself out there. Um, so, you know, make sure you've got a good groundwork, but don't wait around forever or it's just never going to happen. Um, and then also specifically for art, like my biggest piece of advice would just be to love what you do. Because, I mean, no matter what, if you love the work, whether, you know, you're making a lot of money or you're not making anything at some you know point or, you know, the admin work is piling up, but, you know, it has to be done. Like if you love the art you're still going to be working on it and putting yourself out there. Um, And I think people can also just really tell if, you know, you're putting out work that you don't like, like, I think it eventually shows and people aren't going to respond well to that. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I love that. That's really, those are really awesome 
really awesome tips for people. I really like how you said don't get discouraged if you're not making any money because I, I tend to have the that kind of discouragement where it's like I feel even just today I was telling Sagan I was like I feel like I'm not doing anything, <laughs> even though I know that I am, like I'm just I'm doing some editing, you know she's taking on the social media stuff for Juxta and I was like ah you know I'm just feel like I'm not quite there yeah uh, but yeah it's it definitely good points of not getting discouraged in that aspect. So what is coming up next for you and your business? Um, Well, for the rest of the year, I'll still be working on the Rebel Hope series. Um, And originally I had said, you know, that was just going to be for 2017 all the way through December. Um, But I think as I get closer to the end of this year, I am going to figure out a way to try to extend it, you know, into the coming years. Um, whether or not it's still part of the specific like rebel hope series or not i'm not sure but the concept is still something that i want to work on um so i'll be figuring out where i want to go with that um i'll still be working on my like original work and abstracts i've got a portrait series that i'm kind of excited about starting um focused on I don't know, you can call them like lady bamps, you know, <laughs> um, just the really, you know, um, influential women in, in my life um, that, you know, have influenced me or have, you know, somehow shaped my life into what it is today. So I need to start work on that portrait series soon. I've got, you know, basic plans, but hopefully I'll get, you know, really into it in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then I'm always looking to line up, you know, new commissions for people. Where can listeners go to learn more about you and pick up either some artwork or actually get some commissions? Um, okay. Well, I do have a website. Um, I have one for my editing, which is just by Um, but then I also have one for my art, which is art dot um, and there, my shop is up on that website. I've got a blog on there that explains more about the Rebel Hope project. Um, there's also a commissions page if someone wants to, you know, request a commission or then just like a contact page if they just have any kind of questions at all. And then I also have, um, I try to post most of my, you know, current work and behind the scenes stuff on Instagram. Um, I'm on there under Artists Hope, A-R-T-I-S-T-S-H-O-P-E. And that's where I do most of my social media is on Instagram. And we'll have the links up online for everyone so they can go to candidpodcast.ca slash EP8. Thanks. is there anything else that you wanted to talk about uh, from either your your business or any tips you want to give or anything you've learned over the time? I don't think anything that I haven't said yet. I mean, really, the big thing still is just, you know, love what you do, um, whatever that is. It doesn't have to be freelance work. It doesn't have to be art. But really, that. I don't know. It just keeps coming back to that for me. That's the most important thing. If you don't love what you're doing, then, I mean, life's just going to be pretty miserable. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Cool. Well, thank you again. Like, thank you so much for being super patient. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to the Candid Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and coworkers. You can tweet or find us on Instagram at juxtacoms, J-U-X-T-A-C-O-M-M-S, to let us know what your thoughts are and if you have any questions for the next episode. Visit candidpodcast.ca to learn more about this podcast and to access the show notes for every single episode. Thanks to the Gas Station Arts Center for sponsoring this episode. still there can you hear us you still there i think we cut out again <laughs> yep i think i lost you <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs>